0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. But yeah. well, today we're closing out with the final installment of this series, and we're going to be talking about Eve, 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 talking about Eve, and the subject title that the Lord gave me was, Defeating the Desire for More, Defeating the Desire for More. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you this day, we thank you as we worship you in spirit and in truth, God. We know that your presence, your anointing, we have already declared and decreed that God is here. And What is he here for? To break the yoke, to lift the heavy burdens. Those things that tie us up and weigh us down, you come to set us free this morning. So I pray, Lord God, that as the faces differ, so does the need this morning. And I pray that you will speak a rhema word, meaning an on-time word, to them this morning. That my brothers and sisters will not leave here the same way they came. In the name of Jesus. So I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my redeemer and strength. Amen. 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 Turn to you, neighbor real quick and say, Neighbor, I'm defeating the desire for more. Oh, I think you got the wrong person, didn't sound like they heard you. Try somebody else. Say, Neighbor, I'm defeating the desire for more amen 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 we are talking about eve eve the mother of creation. that's our big mom amen if it was if it wasn't for eve amen we would not be here if god left adam all by himself he would have just been all by himself but we're talking about eve this morning amen amen The first woman, this is the original first lady. (laughs) Amen. This is Mama. Amen. This is Eve. Amen. And we hear about her story in the book of Genesis, the book of the beginning. As we open up into the very first chapter, in the beginning, God. Amen. It was God in the beginning. You could put a period right there. In In the beginning, God. It was just God. It was nobody else. Amen. It was no devil. It was nothing. It was just God. And God all by himself. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. And we hear all the different things that he created. And he created the first day and the, the first night and the first day and night and day and night and day and night and day. See, when God looks at the day, see, we think day is twelve, starts at 12 midnight and then day goes to the next 12 midnight. That's not how God looks at days. God looks at day at sundown. Why do you think that our, our Jewish counterparts, when they begin the Sabbath, they start on Friday evening? What at dusk? Dusk is the beginning of a new day. When God said, "Let," when God said, "We created heaven and earth, meaning Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Let us make man in our own image." When he speaks about that. He starts in darkness, at night, and that was the beginning of the day. Many times when God gives us something, it will most of the time, it will come with, it, it, in your darkest hour. It will come where it's night. It will come where you don't see, you don't understand, you can't comprehend, you don't feel like God is near you, you feel like you don't know which way you're going. That's often the beginning of something new. So many times when God speaks to us or he does something or he creates something for us or he's about to do a miracle, it's in a dark and a bleak situation. So in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was void, the Bible says. It was dark. There was no sun. There was no moon. There was no stars. He was the light. <laughs> Amen. And so he created, he spoke. He spoke words. Those words brought formation. That's why, that's why if we're made in the image of God, we got to watch what we speak. Because our words have power. Amen. When God spoke, he didn't do anything with his hand. He spoke. The only time that God used his hands that we created man. That's how special you are. You have the very thumbprint of God. God did not use his hands, amen, to make the animals. He did not use his hands, amen, to form the sun. He spoke it. And it was so. But when he made us, he made us with his hands. He took Adam from the dirt. The very name Adam means one who is made from red dirt. That's what Adam means, red man, one who's made from red dirt. have you been down in the south and that dirt is like clay, it's red? He was made from red dirt, the type of dirt that you find in Africa. Amen? And so as we we see the creation and all that God has done, we realize that God has made man in his own image. Amen? God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We have a spirit, we have a soul, we have a body. That's what he means. I've made men in my own. God is a triune being. So are we. We are made in the image of God. As Adam's job. for well, Adam got a wife. He had a job. He had a job. His job was to name the creatures. He said, a zebra. Elephants. donkey." And he began to name. That was his job. It was the name. The, and, he, and he noticed that every every animal that he named had a partner. It was a female and a male. And he named everybody. And he realized, wait a minute. I don't have no help. What's going on? Everybody has a partner. I don't have any partner. And the Bible says it's it's, it's not good for man to be alone. Amen. And so the Bible says that. God put Adam in a deep sleep and took his rib. And from the rib, amen, he created Eve. Amen. He created Eve. Eve is made from the rib of man. Woman has come out from man. Amen. And God has made her woman. You know why they call the title woman? She is the man with the womb. She is the womb man. That's woman. That's where we get woman from. The womb you have a womb, ladies. To birth, to procreate. Amen. And so you are the womb, man, woman. You have a powerful responsibility. And so the Bible said they were formed together. They were naked and not ashamed. Amen. See, we can't be naked and not ashamed these days. Amen. Everybody run for cover because so we feel shame. Amen. But they were naked and not ashamed. The Bible said they walked in the glory of God, they were in the Garden of Eden. We look at the word Eden in the Hebrew, it means open field. It means delightful. They were in a place of delight. Amen. They enjoyed walking and talking with God in the coolness of the day. Imagine God coming down and just talking with you. Like, like you talking to your girlfriend on the telephone. Just that type of relationship. That's why the devil is so mad because of the type of connection we had with God. And because of Christ, He wants us to have that connection again. And so God gave a command. He said, "You know what? You can have just about everything in this garden, but do not do not, do not touch or eat from the tree of the knowledge, of, of the knowledge of good and evil." Genesis 2:17 says, "But you must not eat from the tree." of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. You will surely die. God gave a command. They had everything. Everything. And it's so funny. And I I think it's it's an eight within us as human beings. I see them in, in my nephew. I can say, you can play with all those toys. But do not touch this thing right here. And what's the thing they go after? The very thing he said, do not touch. And we as humans, amen, we could do all that over there, but just don't touch that one thing. But that's the very thing that we are drawn towards because we know we're not supposed to touch it. He said, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We always say Eve ate the apple. The scripture does not say apple. It just says it's a fruit tree. Amen? The knowledge of good and evil. Eve had it all. She had it all. She just didn't realize it. She had it all. When we hear the phrase good and evil, it indicates extreme knowledge. It denotes completeness. It speaks of omniscience and power. That's that's what that meant. The the tree of knowledge. Complete complete knowledge. See, they were walking in innocence. Think about a child. Before you teach them all the bad words, before they grow up, they're so innocent. They don't know what they're saying, what they're doing. They're innocent. They don't know. I I, I was listening to some parents, some friends of mine who are parents, and they have a little daughter, and the daughter said, I'm not doing it. She just popped out of one, one day and just said, I'm not doing it. And they looked at each other like, who taught her that? Like, are oh, they teach it? You didn't teach it? No. She said, I'm not doing it. But she didn't know what she was saying. You know, so they just kind of chuckled to themselves like, "Girl, what's this girl say? What means she's not doing it with, that type, with the finger and everything? Two years old, well, I'm not doing it. And so they chuckled. But she's innocent. She don't know any better. But once she learned that I'm not doing it means that I'm really not doing it, then that's when it becomes a problem. I got to go pop out. <laughs> you have to discipline and say, We don't do that. But same thing with God. God tells us something. And when Adam and Eve was told not to touch, not to eat of this tree, they chose to do it. They chose to do it. Now, they didn't do it because, oh, we're going to eat of the tree. I want to know more. But for Eve, it was a quest for more, it was a quest. For hunger, for knowledge of good and evil. And let's read more. Let's see what Eve had first. Eve had a relationship with a loving God. Let's, let's talk about what she had. She had a relationship with a loving God. She had a husband who adored her. Amen. The Bible said that, that Adam knew Eve. When you hear that word knew, amen, that word is not just new, like, oh, I know him. I know that brother. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, good to see you back again. I know her. No, no, no. That when, when it said Adam knew Eve, in other words, he that knew is that word intimate. He knew her. He became one with her. Adam knew Eve. Adam loved Eve. Just like Arthur loves Alverna. And Negga loves Deborah. Hallelujah. She had a husband who Adored her amen she had the perfect environment. amen she was walking with her father God as we sing the song in fields of grace. she was walking in the sometimes I just sit back and I, 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 and I think what what must have been like just be Adam and Eve before the fall? I mean just they didn't have to do much didn't have to work. They just enjoyed life. They were born into retirement, man. Come on. You know, we think 62 were retired, man. Half fuck I know 62 ain't even retired today. Everybody working to 70 and 80. People working straight to the grave because they can't afford to retire. But they were born into retirement. They didn't have to do no work with the soil. The soil produced crops for them. Amen. All the animals were, were subject to them. Amen. A line could walk. The line go, go. on, line. Go on, and line just went on because everything was subject to them. Bible said they shall have dominion over the earth, and so they had this 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 place of authority. They had this intimacy with God, and the more you know God, the more you know who you are, because your identity comes from Christ. And so she had it all. She had the perfect environment, and she didn't have anyone to compare with. Think about that. She had the best. She No one could compare with her because she was the only one. No no one to compare with. She had it all. She was all that and a bag of chips. Amen. And a Coke on the side, Brother Jonathan. She was all that. She had nothing to compare with. She said, oh, the other girls have, no, I am the only girl. Amen. It's all, amen, everything is well. Nothing to compare with. She was in a class all by herself. She was completely supplied. All that she needed, but yet Eve had a desire for more. Having all that, she still wasn't satisfied. All of that. If you read in, in, in Genesis three, it talks about the, the tree of life. She could have ate from that tree. He didn't say you could have eat from the tree of life. They could ate from the tree. Of life. They could eat from, the from any other tree in the garden, but the very one that God said, "Uh uh-uh, uh." Don't touch. That's the one that she was drawn to. Because she felt like all she had still wasn't enough. But today, God is calling us to defeat the desire for more. Man is the crown of creation. And with his fall came the bondage of corruption for all over which he was to exercise dominion. When man fell, His authority, his power, his prestige, his integrity, everything fell with him because he was not obedient to God. So let's expose the serpent's attack attack plan this morning. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the other wild animals the Lord had made. The serpent. If you were to look in that, at that word crafty in the Amplified Bible, it's the word subtle. In the ICB version, it's the word most clever. In the New Living Translation, it's the word shrewdest. And the New King James Bible, it's the word cunning. In other words, Satan was a slickster. Have you been around slick people? Maybe you slick yourself. You know what I'm saying? You slick. You got your little plan. You you got it all mapped out in your head how it's going to go down. Satan was slick. And it's so funny that how God will allow the most slickiest and the most cunningest creation to be a slithering snake. What is Satan's plan? This is what he says. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat <laughs> from any tree in the garden? Did God really say that? You have people say, Does the Bible really say that? Really? The pastor really preaching like that? Really? Did your mother really say that? Really? The enemy was sowing seeds of doubt, seeds of disbelief. That's what the devil does when you get a word from God. He sows seeds of doubt. He sows those seeds of of, of, of fear to make you second-guess yourself. So you have to be confident in what God has spoken to you. Did God really say, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden"? He was sowing seeds of doubt in her heart. The Bible says in Genesis 3:6, when the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. Eye candy. Ladies, we know about eye candy. Brothers, we really know about eye candy. Amen. But that's the first thing we see. Amen. We think about, oh, she's such a beautiful person in Christ. Say, no, she's a beautiful person. Praise the Lord. Amen. And let me see if you have a relationship with Christ. <laughs> when the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good, and, and the fruit of the tree, it was good for, it was good for food, please to the eye. And also desire also the de- also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. Let me stop there. She took some and she ate it. She had a desire for more. She was, not, she, she was not complete. She didn't feel complete. Even though she had everything, she was not complete. For her, there was still a quest, still a hunger for more. She didn't realize she had it good already. And because of just eating a piece of fruit, she was about to lose it all. Everything that God gave her, she was about to lose it all. I've seen people being blessed, and, and God has raised them up, but because of one foolish mistake, they have given up everything that God gave them. I've seen people leave the ministry because of a one-night stand. They give up everything that God gave them because they had a quest for more. She was not content. And see, that's the problem that we have as believers today, that we are not content with what God has given us. Sometimes we're ingrateful. Sometimes we have this mentality like God owes it to me. He better bless me. He better do it. Sure, He better. You don't know who I am. He better do. God don't have to do anything but be God. We have this spirit of, of this spirit of entitlement. If it was not for the grace of God, you would be going to hell. Want to hear that this going right? I will be going to a burning hell. Brimstone and fire and gnashing of teeth. You know what gnashing of teeth is? Your teeth are chattering because you're so fearful. La, 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 la. You've been cold and your teeth start chattering. Imagine being that much fear. That's what hell is like. That's what souls in hell are doing right now. The teeth are chattering because they can't get out. They cry out to God, and God cannot do anything because He gave them a choice, by it was alive Did God really say? She wasn't. She wasn't happy with what she had. She forgot all that God did for her. He told her not to do it. And see, her problem is the reason why she got deceived, because she didn't trust God. She didn't trust God. Because her thing is, oh, I can learn more? And, 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 And the devil said, yeah, you could be just like God. You could be just like him. You could be just like God. She said, yeah, I want knowledge like that. I want to be just like God. Yeah, I want to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that, she was deceived. She was deceived. And she was not only deceived, because one thing about the Scripture, as you read the Scripture, you know, when she took a bite of this fruit, her eyes did not open right away. It was when she took it to her husband and gave him the fruit, the Bible said, their eyes were open. So she used her power. We talked about last week, ladies, the power that you have with your husband. Amen? That's the, first thing, that's the first thing Adam said, Lord, it was that woman you gave me. That's why we messed it up. But Adam didn't take leadership. See, he could have stopped it. He could have restored his wife. But he said, well, honey, take a bite. You took a bite, and oh, it do look kind of good. Yeah, honey, I took a bite. It's delicious. You want to try some? With her hair off, Lord, you want to try some? Come oh, You know what you ladies do with your feminine wiles? You want to try some? He said, well, since you put it like that, okay. Oh, snap, we're naked. What did you do to me? What is this? Oh, my God. Because they didn't trust God. They didn't trust God. He, they did not trust God. They didn't trust God's ability, his power, his, his integrity. They didn't trust God's integrity. God gave them everything, but yet they put God to the test. And because of that, the Bible says they died. They did not live. They were supposed to have eternal life. They were supposed to just coexist and procreate the earth, and we were all supposed to live together. Amen? That was the plan. That was supposed to be heaven on earth. But God already knew they was going to mess up. He had Jesus waiting in the back somewhere before Adam and Eve was even made. The Bible said before the foundation of the earth, Christ was crucified. He already knew. But because of his graciousness and his love, he still sent his son Jesus for us. So the Bible says she took some and she ate it. So I'm going to say to you ladies this morning, what is your it? What did you take and eat? What is your, your, what are you wanting more of that, that you don't realize you have all that you need anyway? What is your it? What is that it? That forbidden thing that God says, stop touching that. You don't need that. I'll sustain you. And you're testing God. You're testing him. You, 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 you're pushing his button. You're seeing, oh, maybe I could get by. Maybe I could be a little slick. i just do it one Sunday a month. No one would ever know. I'll just keep doing it. What is that it? What is that one thing, ladies? Brothers, too. What is that one thing? But Adam ate it too. See, 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 Eve was deceived. Adam knew what he was doing. Adam wasn't deceived. That's why God said, Don't say it's the woman you gave me. You knew well what you were doing. What is the it? What is your it this morning? See. Two major things that Eve did that was a mistake. Eve forgot what she already had. She had everything. She forgot what she already had. You realize that after they ate the fruit, they realized they were naked. And they went, the Bible says they hid behind a tree. And God was coming in the cool of the day. So here they are. And they're hiding like this. Woo. God. And God is saying, Adam. And God, is, His voice is coming in the cool of the day. And He said, "Yeah, Lord, I'm over here." I say, Adam, come on out. What you doing? What you doing? He said, He said, Adam, where are you? And it's not that God did not know where Adam was because God is, is omnipresent. He's always He was asking Adam, "Where are you? Where 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 are you? What happened to you? What what did you do?" Well, Lord, uh, I hid behind the tree because I was scared and and because I was naked. Who told you you was naked? Did you eat up the tree? Well, it was that woman. You see, it it was her. It's it's, it's what she did because of that. Because of that. See, we all have been born in sin. They weren't born in sin. They They were created in God's likeness. They were created in righteousness, and we would never know how that feels. I mean, thank God, because of the blood of Jesus, he cleanses us from our unrighteousness. But they were born, they chose, they willfully chose. And because of that, the Bible says, God, shut them out of the garden. Shut them out. Shut them out. Shut them out of the garden. He said, up, oh, let's make sure, put an angel with a sword, make sure they do not even go near the tree of life. Block them. You have to go. Bible says God made clothing for them, covered them up, and sent them on their way. And because of, of, of their disobedience, because of their disobedience, life was never the same. Life was never the same. I don't want you ladies or brothers to, to go after something, That you already have. God has given you all that you needed. He has has completely supplied all that you need. Giving you everything that you need. You You don't need to beg for something you already have. That's like a prince hanging outside the castle begging for change. Can I have some coins, sir? And you're the king. And you're a prince. You're royalty. And you're begging.
1: And you already have everything
0: you need. You just don't realize. That's what Eve was doing. She had the best. But she had forgot what she had. She has forgot what she had. And because of that, there was put out. Because of that, the Bible says, Eve punishment. Amen. The Bible says, he had put enmity between the serpent and the woman. In other words, there was friction. It was static. You got beef with me? That's what that that means. I mean, it's on now. Because now, from Eve, Jesus has to come to make everything right, what they did wrong. The second Adam. That's why they call Jesus the second Adam. Because he came to restore everything. Amen? Got to pick that together. Amen? Why do you think Jesus was stabbed in his side? Remember on the cross? He was stabbed in his side, in his rib. What came from Adam's rib? The wife, right? Eve, right? What came from Jesus Christ, red, when it was stabbed, we the church, that's why we're the bride of Christ, we're His Eve. Everything is symbolic. There's always a foreshadowing, a picture. There's so much stuff in this world, I could be days and days and showing you different things, right, Pastor Edgar? Amen. But they were put out, they gave up, they messed up. And so she had to endure, as many of you women. Have and some will endure childbearing and pain. Pain. That is her punishment. Amen. And that she should be, Amen. The Bible says she should she should be in that place. And the Bible says she should be subject to her husband. See, and in that, that time they were they were equal. They were walking side by side. But now. Christ is the head, and and man is the head of the house, the head of the woman. Amen? Then them together is the head of their family. And that's the paradigm that God set. And then Satan, he was cursed, the serpent was cursed to be on his belly for the rest of his life. Amen? I was reading a documentary this week from the Smithsonian Institute, and somehow they uncovered this gigantic snake. I don't know if you guys have read it. It's called Titanoboa. It's a 40-foot snake, 40 feet long. It's the they find the skeleton remains. It's the size of like a bus. This thing is big. I said, well, I hope that wasn't the serpent that Eve was talking to because, oh, my God. Lord have. I said, I'm running for my life. They said, this thing eats gigantic alligators and crocodiles and, and big cows. And I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God. I said, little thing, I'm running for the hills. But imagine something that big. <laughs> And crawling and walking, right? Oh, my God. I hope it's not that. But because of that, because of her quest and her desire for more, she lost it all. She lost it all. And what happened that day? They died spiritually. They lost their connection to God. Amen. And they lost their connection, amen, to everything else around them. They lost their blessings. God provided. He makes a provision for our mistakes, and He so did for them, but they were not living in the perfect will of God. See, there's the perfect will of God, and then there's the permissive will of God. The perfect will of God is that you will wait and keep yourself pure until marriage. Amen. And you get married. You won't put the cart before the horse. You ain't playing house. You get married. You move in. Amen. You have children. Amen. That's the perfect will of God. The permissive will of God is you're promiscuous at the age of 16. 17, you get pregnant, you have an abortion. 18, you wind yourself getting pregnant again, and you have this baby. And so now you're a single parent. And so God still makes provision for you and your child, but that's not the ideal plan that God had in the first place. So you're living in the permissive will of God. God, he still provides for you, he still loves you, he still cares for you, but that's not the original intent in which he had planned for you. And so you have to make sure, and this was Eve's problem, she went from the perfect will of God to the permissive will of God. I don't want the permissive will of God. I want the perfect will of God for my life. I want exactly what he has for me. I don't want to second guess. I don't want to, uh maybe I, maybe I do a little. No, I want all that he has for me. Because when I die or when I'm raptured up, whoever comes first, praise the Lord. Amen. I go before the throne of grace. I want to make sure I did all that I was supposed to do in this life. Amen. And so that needs to be your, your heart and your mindset. Too. I want to make sure that I do all I'm supposed to do in this life. Because I would hate to get to heaven. God says, you missed your call. You were busy over there, but I really had you to do this. Remember that idea I gave you I was 10 years old, and you thought about it, and you even drew it, and, you, and, and people didn't understand it, and you just threw it away? You would have been a millionaire if you kept with that idea, but you missed it because you didn't listen to me. See, I want the perfect will of God for my life. And see, you could be in the perfect will of God in one area in your life, but the permissive will in another area of your life. Come on now. So you have to make sure that you are aligning every area of your life to the perfect will of God. Every area of your life. Is your relationship, is that aligned to the perfect will of God? Maybe you with someone you're not supposed to be with. Come on now. And sometimes, you know, ladies, and, and, and my brothers too, sometimes I'm with people, and you know, that they ain't, they ain't, they ain't, you see no future with them, but you're lonely. You just want someone to be with right now. You don't need to be with them. Because what you're doing, you're just creating more baggage. you just spending more junk in your trunk for the one that God's going to bring you away anyway. So you just need to be by yourself and just relax. But again, we have that desire for more. We're saying, Lord, I'm not satisfied with you. I'm not satisfied with you. And so we go after what we want to go after. Make sure you align yourself to the perfect will of God in every area of of your life. I know one of my struggles is, and it's very visible. I'm a big guy. And I know I have to align myself physically where I need to be. Or I won't be around forever. Amen? And I know that's a struggle that I have. But I am aligning myself. I am making the proper changes now so I can align myself into the perfect will of God. Amen? Amen? So, when I'm 45 and 50, I have to w- w- worry about dealing with a heart attack or a stroke or diabetes or something like that because I want to align myself. Amen. I don't have children running around. My kids running. I'm like, wait, wait for daddy. He has to catch up to get with you. Come on, daddy. Oh, go, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mama's come. Up. I've heard go ahead. You can dance. Go ahead. Go run up with them. I'm being real. Come on now. See, so I have to align myself in every area of my life. And I'm transparent because there are some areas that you have not aligned yourself with the Lord. You live in the permissive will. God wants you to live in the perfect will. Eve transitioned her whole life. She had perfect. Perfect! No sin, no issues, no problems. The perfect life! And because she just wants some knowledge, because she refused to trust God's knowledge of good and evil, she said, hey, I want, I want this for myself. I want my own choice. I want to be my own woman. I want that. Shut up. And because of that, she lost it all. And she transitioned herself. from the very best that God gave her to just enough just to get by. I don't want just enough to get by anymore. If we're saying this is a new season, we've been saying, we've been seeing the Lord the breakthrough all week long. Another level, another harvest. This is my day. This is my season. If this is your season, then go for God's best. Go for the best that God has for you. Eve doubted God's goodness. We sung this morning, Lord, you are good. And your mercy endure it forever. If you really mean that, if you really trust the Lord's goodness, then you'll trust all that he has for you. We doubt the Lord's goodness when we feel like we could do better than God. When God doesn't move according to our clock, my clock is ticking. He better come and move it. He better give me this job. He better give me this money. He better give me all these things that I need. He knows I'm trying to do what I'm doing. And you're scheming. trying to make it work, and guess what? It will never work. You will always be a dollar short and a day late because it's not God. Because if you could do it, why would you need God in the first place? What's the purpose of having God supply all, you, all your needs according to his riches and glory of Christ Jesus if you could supply all your needs by yourself? You're just wasting time praying, coming to church and reading your Bible. You don't need it because you can do it your own way. But if you stop and really think about it, you doing your own way messed up your life in the first place. Or you became just like Eve. She doubted the goodness of God. She doubted the goodness of God. Psalms 107, verse 8 and 9, and I'm closing. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. With good things. The Lord is good. He gives us good things. He's a good God that does good things. That gives his children good things. Good gifts. Good gifts that come from above. That's what he does. He gives us everything that we need. He gives us good things. And so as we get ready to close this morning and close out this series. There's a challenge that's going out to us, whether you're male or female, this morning, that we would trust God in a greater way. Wherever you find yourself in God's permissive will, get in the perfect will. Say, Lord, what is your perfect will for my life in this area? Ask him about your education. Make sure you're going on the right path, because if not, you're wasting money. You're wasting money. Not because mama said, you need to do this. What did God say? You are adult now. What did God say? I said, we don't disrespect. I said, we disrespect our parents. Amen. But you are your own. We you stand before God. Well, my mama said, he told me. God said, well, what did I tell you? It's the same thing Adam did. But Eve, Lord, no, 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 no. You knew better. In your relationship, you you dated somebody right now. Lord, is this person really the person I'm supposed to be with? Is there really a future? Am I just wasting time? Am I just texting for nothing? Because I go to McDonald's right now by myself and get my own happy meal. I don't need a man to make me happy. I don't need a woman. Come on, come. What is His perfect will? In your finances. Lord, what's your perfect will for my finances? God, you know I have debt. God, you know I have bills to pay. Am I being a good steward over all that you've given me? Because not just the 10% belongs to God. All of it belongs to the Lord. He just asks for 10% 10 back. He gives you 90%. That's more than enough to do what you need to do. And if you find it's not enough then you need to readjust your life. Either God's going to give you a promotion to give you more Or either you're living far above your means. Amen. My sister has this joke. She said you have a champagne taste with a beer wallet. You want the expensive stuff, but you can't afford it. You're You're living above your means. You need to readjust or reevaluate yourself. What is God's perfect will in your health? What is God's perfect will? I'm making adjustments there. I'm taking vitamins and, and doing all the different things I have to do, things I didn't do before. Especially black folk, we just eat whatever we going to eat, pork skins and everything. We don't take walking around the block. What's that? We don't walk. We ride we get on the bus, take a cab. That's where I grew up. Come on now. Everybody big boned in my family. Even the smallest person got a little meat. But we don't take care of ourselves. And we wonder why we die. We wonder why heart disease is prevalent among people of color than any other race in the world. And diabetes and all these different things. What is God's perfect will for your life? We have to come against and defeat that desire for more. We already have what we need. We have God. If you have God, you have everything you need. It's okay to want more in God. But wanting more without him, that's the problem. And that's what got Eve jacked up. So I'm going to pray. And if same Pastor, there's some areas that I know I need to make adjustments in in my life. Maybe I didn't even mention the Eric, but you know this is something. The Holy Spirit is pinpointing in my heart right now, and I know I need to make an adjustment. I just want you to stand up. We're going to pray. Amen. We're going to ask the Lord to help us to make the adjustments. And I'm going to ask my wife, Pastor Alverna, to come and, and, and pray this morning. Hallelujah. I want the perfect will of God. Mm. Ah,
1: yeah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord God, and we heard your voice. <laughs> Father, you know, Lord God, the adjustments that we need to make. Father, we're not just putting them before you on the altar, Lord God, but we're willing to say, Lord, I'm dying to myself and I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to follow you. Father, we pray, Lord, that today you would just continue to give us the courage, not only for now, but for later, when others would look at us, Lord God, and offer us things that we don't need. The temptations would, would, wind, would be wagged in our faces, oh God, and the enemy will come to try and snatch from us our destinies. But, Father, we pray, Lord God, that we'll be wise as serpents, but yet harmless as doves, that we would see the perfect will of God, and we will seek it. We would press towards it. Would we'll grab hold of it, whether it be in our physical bodies, whether it be in our sexual appetites, our eating appetites, our finances, our relationships. In whatever area, Lord God, that you're calling us to submit our wills to you. Help us to do so continually, Lord God. Not just today, but tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day after that. So that we know, Lord God, that as we, Lord Jesus, die to ourselves, that we are becoming alive in Christ Jesus. And that we're grab holding to eternity. The eternal will and plan that God has for us. So Lord, you grant us your wisdom throughout the week. Help us to research those scriptures that will keep us strong in the time of trouble and temptation so that we would not waver and we would not doubt your will but we would say what the word of the Lord has declared over our lives so we thank you today God for the call that has gone out and we're turning from our wicked ways So that we would know you in a deeper way. So we thank you God. For the courage. And for helping us to take the responsibility to arise. In our areas of weakness. So that we can know you even better. In Jesus name. Amen.